Hello, we're live on the YouTubes and the Twitters, I think, here on the Boink Radio Discord as well for Boink Radio. No, Boink Network Discord for Boink Radio, episode 109. We're going to be giving you some Boink tips. Tips for Boinking. Get excited. We've done a lot of Boinking. We'll, we'll, we've got more people who have done more Boinking than us even, who will hopefully share tips in the chat as we continue. Eh, it's not my best intro, but what's up? Hey, <laughs> it's really early over here on a Saturday. I had to wake up at 6.30 on a Saturday, thanks to Daylight Savings. Oh, my God. It still blows my mind that we don't have Daylight Savings uh, hold on. Uh, at all times. What am I holding on for? Wait, Are you good to uh, go? Jeringo, uh, you deafened on Discord. Yeah, I, he's, I was getting an echo. I'll just mute you. Yep. Surprised yeah, you yeah. haven't figured out how to do this yet. There we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, sh- it shocks me that we have daylight savings time at different time around the world. Or it even exists. I don't even know. The sun's fake anyway. Why do we? Why don't we just make it work? You know? Yeah, I mean, as a software developer, we deal with daylight savings and time zones all the time, and it's it's a, it's a real pain. <laughs> it sucks. Were you live for Y two K? Um, no, I wasn't. No. Oh my god, no. <laughs> that fucks with me so much. I can't believe that. Oh man, Y2K was fun. You know what Y2K is, right? Yeah, I do know. Yeah, okay, yeah, that was a fun crazy time. times. I'm yeah, glad that I was born after it. Bill yeah. Gates almost destroyed the world, you know. All right, yep. well, uh, while I feed my dogs, yeah, you want to eat? Go ahead. You want to you wanna talk about your beverage? Because I'm sure you got a tasty one today. Yes. Okay. So I'm back on the Arizonas. How many of these have you had over there? What's Arizona? Like, uh, like an iced tea? Uh, oh, yeah. Arizona. What is this one? All natural orangeade fruit juice cocktail. I fully believe that exists over here, but all I've ever had is or seen is Arizona iced tea. Are they, are they actually 99 cents? I it says, don't it says know. 99 cents there. Wait, what? So it's a different price over there, but it says, hey, if you were in the U.S., this would be 99 cents? This costs $6 over here. What? <laughs> it's not 99 cents. Wow. They're closer to 99 cents than $6. That I, I feel pretty confident in sharing. I'm still not 100% sure. Okay. Because, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I was interested in knowing, like, is it actually 99 cents or, um, like, yeah, like, <laughs> it's definitely not 99 cents here. Yeah. Um, okay. So this this is a pretty standard drink for you. Um, I guess. I do like my Arizonas. Um, I especially like the fact that they're huge. <laughs> like, this is great. Dude. Fruit juice in a can with this size, brilliant. We used um, to um, set up a land in my basement in high school. And we'd get like eight people on a ping pong table with their desktops. And we would have, <laughs> oh my God, we would have <laughs> like pyramids of Mountain Dew and then half gallon or oh, gallon yeah. jugs of uh, Arizona iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> Last us for like 12 to 14 hours. That was, oh, what a time. What a time. That was before, yeah. no, that was after Y2K. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's good. Yeah. Um, so let's write this one. Um, this one tastes like very close to fruit juice. I do have to say it does say it's all natural. It's orangeade. So I was wondering whether it was going to taste like Fanta or not. 
It's also vitamin C fortified, which is pretty cool. Uh, in terms of sugar content, it's actually pretty good on sugars. It's only um, 21 grams of sugar per serving. Oh, and there's three servings. Okay, so it's actually not... It, don't worry, don't worry, man. It's not very healthy on sugar. It's fortified with vitamin C. You don't need to yeah, worry yeah, about yeah. it. <laughs> the, the antioxidants will handle the sugar part. Oh, man, that's great. Um, I do have to say, it is really nice. Um, it's very mildly... Um, I think it's sparkling? Mm. No, sorry, not sparkling, not, not carbonated. Um, unless maybe it just went flat while I was taking it home. Um, it would have been nice to probably have it a little bit carbonated. Uh, other than that, it is a little bit watered down, but the fruit juice tastes pretty much just like the fruit juice we have here in Australia. And fruit juice we have here is pretty good. So I rate this one um, probably about a 6 out of 10. Um, is this your highest yeah. rated beverage? No, no, I've, I've probably had better. I've probably had better beverages. Right. Some of the oak ones uh, score like a nine or a ten. I'm pretty sure. Wow, wow, gosh! For anyone who the doesn't classics. know what the hell we're talking about on the Boink Radio with beverages, this man has taken had a different beverage basically every week for the past what year and a half, two years <laughs> on episode 108. So that's over two years at this point because we're now doing uh, by month, by weekly, twice a month. This is nuts. It but, all started hey, with tea. <laughs> it did. Oh, man, your tea bags. Yep. <laughs> so that said, let's get into the real Boink stuff. We got some Boink news for you coming out of World Community Grid Smash Childhood Cancer. They have new team members and research projects at SCC. Uh, Nikita Rosanov is the newest member. Uh, recent graduate from Oregon State University with Bachelor's in Science Chemical Engineering. Uh, oh, cool. Used to be software engineer, Intel and Amazon. So that, wow. Okay. Programming, programming in science. That's interesting. Um, his interests are in molecular research using computer modeled simulations, uh, and began working as a visiting researcher, John Hopkins, uh, where they developed molecular dynamic simulations, to how nanoparticles interact with proteins. So it sounds like a perfect fit for smash childhood cancer. Um, they are also the new aspect of the project is they're targeting a new protein FL. I'm going to assume that's a I capital. I, no. Yeah. FLI one, uh, a member of the ETS transcription factor family that controls cell proliferation, differentiation and survival. Just going to say these guys don't use Oxford commas. And I am now judging <laughs> world community grid at a level. I've never judged world community grid before. Uh, so there's a no, new target protein. Uh, I'm guessing these are work units that are up and running, and you can download them and help smash out the cancer right now. So that's pretty cool. Nice. Um, I guess I'll do the TN Grid news. Sure. Uh, yeah, so for those of you that crunch TN Grid, actually, before we talk about it, uh, for those of you that don't know what TN Grid is, um, point project that... Uh, does a lot of uh, gene analysis, kind of like um, analyzing genes and like, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what else you can do with genes. <laughs> and we're talking genes as in starting with G, not J. Um, so TN Grid uh, is actually almost finished. Uh, their Homo sapiens project uh, called Phantom One 
Uh, it started all the way back in March of 2018. And pretty much all of the work units have been distributed out. Uh, they say that they have to distribute just a couple more because, of course, with point projects, sometimes you get people aborting tasks, failing tasks, not getting by the deadline and, and so forth. Uh, so, yeah, congratulations to everyone who ran TN Grid. Uh, I know that I was running TN Grid for a long time um, previously until they started kind of getting a bit flaky with the work units. Uh, so, yeah, congratulations, everyone. We've completed the uh, gene analysis for um, Phantom 1. So uh, hopefully after this, they'll probably have a paper coming out. Um, and the importance of these genes is that uh, it has medical relevance for two broad families of human pathologies, which are motor neuron disease and uh, hemato. Um, that's not poetic, but uh, oh come on, take a sort. take a page out of my book and just start saying letters. <laughs> Whatever comes <laughs> out comes <laughs> out. Hematopo poetic. That sounds great. Hematopoietic <laughs> tumors. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, the, those are the two main areas that they're focusing on with this project, and hopefully we'll get some really good results out of here to uh, see where we can um, improve on those two particular medical fields. So 2018, right? Is when they started that. That's what they said in the forum post. So yeah, started in March 2018. That's wild. It's uh, that's five years. And it's just like, yeah, you've got your computer on, it's doing some work units in the background every once in a while. You know, sometimes you switch off the project, sometimes you switch back onto the project, sometimes you turn it off because it's winter and, or no, because it's summer and you're overheating your room and your roommates are complaining about the electric bill or something like that. Uh, and then next thing you know, five years later, you've finished the project. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. That's the power of distributed computing. Yeah, we're going to keep an eye on this because uh, hopefully they'll be releasing some sort of paper. Uh, in terms of where the where the TN Grid project is going, there is a big thread, I think. Um, yeah, there's a big thread on their website by the looks of it. Oh, it's not that big, but um, let's see here. Very briefly, at the end of uh, Phantom Experiment, we'll collect the data, do some statistical and biological analysis. Targets will be one or more publications and a web service to make the results available to the scientific community. Uh, for the future, we are playing with a brand new Vetus vinifera data set, which will probably continue to do something related to the mouse. Uh, new tasks should be related to single cell data, blah, blah, blah. Cool. Okay. And for those that are wondering where TN Grid is going from here, they'll be looking at mice. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, they've said that uh, they've hinted at the fact that they're going to be looking at some data that comes from mice in terms of their genome. So, like inputs during first-person shooter gaming, or <laughs> damn, I'm hilarious. No, we're, we're talking about the mice that your cats go and go and eat. Of course, <clears throat> some cats. I know some lazy cats out there. Man, <laughs> <laughs> so. Speaking of news, by the way, anyone who's interested in helping put together a monthly newsletter for Boink, um, think of it as last month in Boink, 
uh, reach out. The SCI has some resources they want to put behind uh, doing just that. We've got the Substack that we can post it on. We've got a newsletter of folks who I'm sure would love to sign up to receive this one. Of course, if you're signed up to a current newsletter or current thread on our Substack, you will not automatically be put onto this one. You will have to opt into it. Um, but yeah, we want to go around, collect, collate. Is collate the right word? Aggregate all the all the news we can find, including stuff that is not published proactively by Boeing projects. We want to go out on forums and try and pull the news out of folks because sometimes people don't post it unless they know it's going to go in front of people's eyeballs. Uh, yeah, so, we need people running around going to all the researchers with their microphones and saying, what's going on now? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So if that piques your interest, again, the SEI has some resources we want to put behind it. Uh, there is money to be had. It will not be much money, but there is money for your time because we do appreciate that this is a task <laughs> to be done. Uh, so reach out to either me or Delta and we will put you in the loop. That said, is there any other boy news this week? Uh, I don't think so. Um, those were the major ones that were in our little news, news feed. Um, so yeah. Uh, I think we should we should just get straight into the topic. All right, boink tips. I'll kick it off with a quick one, and then I'm going to start doing some dishes. So you take the next ones, and I'll be back by the time you're done with your tips. Uh, cool. <laughs> so mine is to go check out the new. Uh, if you're trying to get your friends to to boink, check out the new boink tutorials on uh, on YouTube on the SCI YouTube, where. Um, the SEI has put together, I basically already said it, Boink tutorials. They're five-minute install videos, less than five minutes, really easy setup, some nice music, some good voiceovers. Uh, it just gets you into it without all the technical requirements. All the, you, know, you can do a lot of really interesting stuff that I'm sure Delta is about to bring up with Boink, but you don't necessarily need to do this stuff just to use it. So again, get out there, share Boink with your, with your friends, family, etc. There are now very, very simple, easy, quick videos to follow to get it all set up. So that's my Boink tip. Cool. Uh, yeah, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to add those links to the podcast links after this. So uh, for those of you that are wondering where you can get those uh, YouTube links, you can probably check the uh, stream that you're either watching or listening to, or just go to the Science Commons Initiative on YouTube, and they'll be right there. Cool. Um, any other Boink tips from you? Uh, I mean, I got a couple. I'll, I'll fill in where you leave out. Okay. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll just get straight into it. Um, so, uh, where to start? There's a lot of different things that you can do in Boink. Um, I'd probably start with uh, getting to know your computer hardware. So, um, usually with most desktop computers, you have a CPU and a GPU. CPU is kind of like the workhorse of the of the computer it does all pretty much almost anything on the computer it crunches the numbers it people call it the brain of the computer i don't really like calling it the brain of the computer because it's not exactly smart <laughs> um but yeah so um the cpu can do a decent amount of stuff the gpu however is a more specialized piece of hardware um generally it's more powerful than the cpu depending on what task you're doing and it's mainly used for graphics. Um, and the reason why it's used for graphics and the CPU is not used for graphics is because 
the one thing that we can do with graphics is split up the task into lots and lots and lots of small units. A lot of Boink tasks also do this. Uh, for example, Einstein at home will split up their, um, probably their fast Fourier transforms into many, 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 many tiny, tiny little tasks to send through the GPU. Now, some people like to use their GPU because it accomplishes a whole lot more work, but some people don't. And some people want to crunch a project, but they don't want to get the GPU work units. Okay, so how do you stop your graphics card from getting GPU work units from a particular project. And there are kind of two ways to do this. The easiest way to do it is to go into your Boink Manager and set it to suspend GPU. So um, I think, uh, let me get my Boink Manager open. Yep, so you click on Activity and then you click Suspend GPU. What this will do is it'll basically stop your GPU from being used for Boink at all. And as a result, it won't get any of the GPU work units from the Boink project. Uh, but the thing is, what if you want to crunch GPU work units on one project, but CPU work units on a different project? This is where it gets a little bit more complicated, and you'll need to actually go to the project website to actually do this. So um, if, if you're on the project website, log in. Somewhere in your preferences in the settings for, uh, for the website, you'll find, uh, I think it's called project preferences. Inside of that, it'll ask you, would you like CPU work units? Would you like NVIDIA GPU work units? Would you like AMD GPU work units? And so forth. So you can just go in there and check or uncheck them and then hit save. Then back in your Boink Manager, you're going to want to either restart or just simply click on the project and click update. And then that'll fetch those new preferences. And hopefully from then on, you'll stop getting GPU work units. And the same goes vice versa. If you want only um, GPU work units and no CPU work units, like myself, do the same thing. Go into the preferences, uncheck boxes, and there you go. Um, so yeah, that's uh, my first. Uh, that's the first point tip. Um, let me let me break that in, down into yep. a, a couple very easy, simple sentence tips. Um, did you know, first of all, that there is an advanced preferences advanced view for boink if you go in there you're going to get a bunch more um uh options in terms of how to boink on top of that did you know that some projects have cpu and gpu work units and you can choose which ones you want to choose you want to crunch uh that's an interesting tidbit interesting tip uh did you know that different hardware is going to work better on different projects. It's going to take a lot of work to figure out which ones are best for your hardware, but you can do that. Uh, join the Boink Network community, go on forums, etc. cetera. Uh, so you, it's basically the tip there is figure out what works best on your hardware so you're being very economically efficient with your hardware. Um, did you know you can change your user preferences on Boink project websites themselves there's more preferences than are in the boink manager go to the website figure it out um and then of course did, did great tip join the boink network discord server talk to the community help have them figure out what to do with your hardware because really that's the easiest way to do it <laughs> yeah i was gonna say another great tip is uh listen to all these podcasts every single every single fortnight so that you can get the latest boink news into your brain <laughs> And the latest point tips. It is wild. We've, yeah, go back and listen to the other episodes. We've talked about all this stuff before. Yep. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, other things that you can do. Um, boink teams. 
So uh, it's possible to start your own team or connect to an existing one. Usually most of the countries of the world have their own team. I know there's Boink Australia, there's Boink Germany. Uh, I, I know there's Team USA. Um, I think there's Team China as well. And yeah, so th there's like a whole bunch of Boink teams out there. And the great thing about Boink teams is it creates a little bit of gamification. So um, I don't know, just a wild example. Let's say you work um, in an office, for example, and you've got a whole bunch of your coworkers in the office um, who say that they can crunch more Boink than you. You feel threatened by that. So what you do is you make your own team in the office. And then now there's two teams in the office who are crunching Boink and trying to get the most credits. So, um, yeah, if you want to go and start your own team or join an existing one, you can do that via the project website and you can log in with your account for the project and choose which team you're on. And uh, actually, on that note, uh, if you want to know how well you or your team are doing, you can go to Boink Stats. Uh, Boink Stats is a website that, which kind of aggregates all of the statistics from most Boink projects. And it'll give you a long-term breakdown of how your credit has increased over time. Um, and so if you want to see statistics on how many credits you have, um, how much stuff you've crunched, uh, how much you're kind of predicted to crunch in the next couple of days, um, things like that, and seeing how other teams are ranked, how other projects are ranked, uh, credit totals with, with some eye-watering numbers, um, yeah, go on there, check it out, punch in your username, and you should be able to find most of the stuff. Uh, a good tip with that is usually with all the Boink projects, keep your username the same because it makes it easier for you to aggregate all your statistics. Oh, that is um, a great tip. That's a magic yeah. tip. <laughs> That's really magic tip. Uh, and, um, yeah, because it, yeah, it just makes statistics aggregation so much better. And because I think one time I remember I I think I made a an account on a different project, which I didn't really pick up and use. Um, and I accidentally made a typo on, on my username. And I remember punching in my username to Boink Stats and I found that, <laughs> that username that had a typo in it. So um, yeah, make sure, make sure your username is the same across all projects. That makes it easier for uh, statistics aggregators. Um, okay, yeah, that's Teams. Um, another interesting thing also related to Boink stats is the Boink account manager. So let's say that you have a whole bunch of computers. Like we're talking like maybe a hundred computers. All right. And you have an opportunity to put Boink on all of them. I don't know how you would get the electricity to do all that. Maybe you've got a crazy wicked solar array or something like that. You need to put Boink on all those computers and you need to manage them. Um, Oh, it looks like we just lost Craig. <laughs> That's okay. Can you see me, Jeringo? Yes, sir. We're still, okay, uh, cool. I got everything else going, so we can just rip the audio. Yeah, here. yeah, cool. Um, so, yeah, with Boink, Boink Account Manager, basically it's kind of like saying, okay, we have all these computers that we want to manage, but I only want to manage them on one account. And you can do that with Boink Account Manager. Uh, install Boink on all those machines, connect them to your account manager on Boink account manager or BAM. And then basically what you do is go into BAM, 
punch in which project you want to do and then click done. And then eventually all those machines will update themselves with those new, with those new projects, with those new preferences, whatever you set on, on BAM will be reflected in the Boink managers on the actual computers. So if you want a really super easy way to get Boink on a whole bunch of computers, that's probably the way to go. Um, Okay, moving on. Uh, you can get Boink on your phone. Uh, the Boink uh, mobile app only works for Android because uh, iOS is a bit of a pain to program for and also to get licensing and permission to get on the App Store and all that crazy, crazy crap. But um, on Android, you are able to run Boink. Only one problem is it's not in the Play Store and it's not in any of the kind of modern... Um, web uh, app stores that you have on Android. Uh, and the reason this is, is because of the way that Boink works. Boink has to pull um, executable files from the internet and execute them pretty much because that's what it is. You go to the projects, you get the app and you run the app. Um, and because it does that, it's it violates the Play Store policies. So there are two ways that you can get the official Boink for Android app. You can either go to the official uh, Boink website, and uh, I think it's in the download sections, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, otherwise, if you have F-Droid, which is an alternative Play Store uh, for apps on Android, you can also get Boink from there, and it's a nice and easy installer. Uh, so if you have some old phones lying around, if you have... Um, if you want to put Boink on your mobile phone to have it crunching, uh, crunching work units overnight while it's charging, go for it. Talking about Boink on mobile is its own rabbit hole. So we'll probably keep it light in terms of Boink tips, but you can get Boink on your phone. Um, any, any opinions on that, Jeremy? Don't blow up your battery. Yes, yeah. I think probably the most important tip that we can give with, with mobile phones is don't let them get hot. Um, so try and probably limit the uh, amount of tasks that you can currently doing with your mobile phone. Um, I know that Boink, the Boink app actually has its own setting which says don't crunch if the battery is above this temperature. I don't know how reliable that setting is. Um, because some phones might not actually support that data, uh, especially, I think, the older ones. But, yeah, use, uh, you can use Boink on Android. Yeah, just make sure that you're not um, making the phone too hot. Uh, otherwise, yes, the battery will inflate, and it can turn into a fire hazard. So, uh, yeah, fair warning for that. Ooh, I've, got, I've got a solid tip here. Yep. Uh, shut up and contribute. <laughs> Boink. <laughs> Boink is open source software. Uh, you can come in and you don't even need to code to contribute. There's lots of things you can do. Uh, you can come in through one of the communities, one of the teams that Delta was talking about, find a community that way. Uh, or you can just find your own way to contribute and contribute however the hell you want. So it's a free software, open source. Get out there, code, market, tell people about it, be annoying to your relatives. Um, <laughs> 
and uh yeah and if you want resources to do stuff there are places to get resources there's like national grants etc there are like i will say the sci again i'm trying not to show it though but we are here to try and get some resources some money behind boink uh and people who are contributing to boink so uh don't think that there isn't money out there mm. yeah absolutely i mean I do this for free, pretty much. Me <laughs> too. Yourself, Herringer. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, most of most of the, most everyone at the SCI works for free. We're all volunteers. We've been doing this forever. Boink's been here. Or Jim, uh, our main tech guy, has been there for uh, since study at home. Like he's one of the largest contributors to Boink. We've all been doing this for a very long time. We don't get paid. We are all volunteers, but we want to use any money we raise to support the Boink ecosystem. Um, so that's that's the goal there. Yeah, uh, just a, a message in the chat. Uh, we got someone saying that they actually use. Uh, oh wait, hold on. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So uh, some people in the community have like what's called a Pi cluster. So um, they get a whole bunch of Raspberry Pi computers and they just like stack them together somehow, and they stick. Uh, boink on all of them, attach them with them, and then bam, you got boink. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and so it's a much easier way to manage all those Raspberry Pis instead of um, going on them and configuring boink yourself, configuring the project, logging in, and, and so forth. It's just mental. It's, it's just not worth it. Use bam. So uh, going forward... Choosing new projects. Okay. Now, a lot of the time in Boint, you'll be choosing a project. <sighs> Reasons are because sometimes projects might go down temporarily. Sometimes projects might complete, like uh, we pretty much saw with TN Grid, and then they might take a little while until they get some more data to come back. Otherwise, uh, some projects just, like, die. Like, they disappear. So you'll be definitely searching for projects. And the best way to, there's a couple way to actually search for projects. Uh, probably the best way is on the official Boink website where you can see a list of mostly active projects and ones that are pretty well regarded. Uh, there's also a lot of information there as well. So you can get to know what the projects do, what sort of data they crunch, what science you'll be doing. So you can kind of categorize it to see which projects you're interested in and follow them and, and research them a little bit more. You can also check out the project list within the actual Boink Manager when you go in to add a project to Boink Manager. And then from there, it kind of gets a bit interesting. Uh, I know that there is a web page uh, somewhere out there which goes through and lists all of the previously um, active and inactive projects. So you can go on there and actually take a look at pretty much an exhaustive list of all projects. I'll see if I can find the link again, but I know it exists. Otherwise, uh, coming into the community and talking with com the community about what different projects they're crunching is another good way to actually understand projects, what they're doing and how they work. And sometimes you can even come in here and chat to some project admins too. There's a lot of project admins in here who are decently active. And uh, they ask a lot of questions, a lot of technical questions, but they also answer a lot of community queries as well. So, um, yeah, engage with community, 
talk about science, talk about the stuff that you're interested in, and chances are there's a project for you. Any other tips on picking projects, Jeringa? No, I think that's good. Do what you love and keep an eye out for new projects. Because sometimes you just want to change what you're crunching. That's the power. Yeah, yeah. You get to choose what you do with your power. I was crunching Prime Grid for a while until I found a couple primes and I'm like, okay, that's cool. Let's move on. <laughs> and so um, I went into um, – oh, yeah, I started out with Einstein. Um, tried Prime Grid because I wanted to find a prime. Found my prime. I'm happy. Move on. Um, I like a lot of the uh, kind of computational and uh, I guess kind of a bit of the biology projects as well. Einstein at home has been my full favorite though. Um, as I said earlier, I did crunch TN grid for a while. And uh, what am I crunching now? What am I crunching now? SR base. Yeah. I'm doing a little SR base. For, for myself personally. I might get back into Einstein at home because I want to find that gamma ray pulsar. Yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah. Uh, we're 30 minutes in. Should we start to wrap it up? Oh, are there any more tips we got? Uh, I've exhausted all my ones that I came up with. Um, um, all yeah, Boink projects, boinksynergy.ca thank slash wiki you. slash index. Thank you, contacts. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's a long link. Just go to boinksynergy.ca and you'll find it eventually on the wiki. Hopefully, yeah. Okay, let's wrap it up. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, see you. <ya. laughs> <laughs> Thanks for watching. <laughs>